Oh wow, we're finally on air. We are alive. <laughs> All right, so we changed up our platform from Launchpad slash Podcast One um, because the Launchpad pop uh platform even though it is free for us to use and all we have to do is make sure we put a um ad in it you know sometime within our time frame that our podcast actually are unfortunately it did not give us enough time and let me introduce myself i know i started we, we just started because we were just excited to get started Jump finally. Right in the middle of that sucker, bro. yeah man yeah <laughs> anyway this is dan here also known as red with my younger brother adam how's it going everybody happy to be here so as i was saying we switched everything over so all of our previous episodes are actually on podbean.com um and we are live so i hope everybody enjoys uh, right now of course there's probably not gonna be any listeners i didn't even do anything to let anybody know that we are live uh so unless you accidentally bump into us, you're probably not going to hear anything quite yet. Anyway, well, see what, what tell them about. See that says online two total two listeners right there, dude. Oh, there we do have listeners. Yes, we do, Miss uh, Suze. That says travelista Suze. So okay. thanks for listening. Um, so basically, what we are. As I'm pretty sure you could tell by the name of our podcast, which is Monster Investigators of America, uh, we check out different cryptics. Now, I say monsters because if you, you know, growing up, all these things that we thought were fake that were called monsters became very, very real. So I just want to say hi to anybody that's listening right now which it says there's two but it only shows one so who knows um and you know what i'm gonna do let me do this uh, let's see if we could are you sure you want to use this yeah since you're our first listener live listener anyway uh i gave you admin status all right, so pretty much what we do is we listen to stories. If anybody has any stories, and not just here in America, but all across the world, I would love to listen to stories from all across the world. Um, anything that's abnormal, doesn't matter if it's ghosts, aliens, uh, gins. I have a big, big interest in gins because I don't know really a lot about them. I know very, very little uh sasquatch bigfoot whatever you want to call them uh the forest giant skunk ape all the same thing but that is why we're here and if you're local within at least an eight hour drive from us we're more than happy to come out and do a little survey well yeah survey check out the area especially if you're having problems on your own property um look around for evidence and try to help you out if we possibly can so that is what our goals are and of course to do interviews with you on the air but now we're going to move um i'm actually going to have my brother 
pop on real quick, and he is going to say um, he found some interesting stuff, so he's going to talk about it. We'll go back and forth for a little bit. And then this past weekend, we went to Yohari National Forest, went a little camping. There was a couple people there, but I'm going to say it was under 20. It wasn't a lot. It was under 20 people. Me and him and my dog, we went further into the woods than anybody else did, which is understandable. <laughs> but we've had our own fair uh, share of experiences. At least I know I did um, while we were out there. So, Adam? Okay, well, easy way to start off is, is I guess, during this whole expedition we had. Interesting. It was Great camping experience, which is always fun. We did come across a couple interesting things. I'm <clears throat> very much, I do a lot of homework. I like to read up on all of these things. And we did find a few uh, cairns. If you're not familiar with that, what that is, it's just, it's a stone marker, just it's a big old pile of stones. And I found personally two, maybe three. I couldn't tell the last one had been kicked over. Now, they did have something very interesting about them, is there's not many stones in North Carolina that have a distinct magnetic marker. They're hot. It does. Just, they're not very common. And at the top of each of these little cairns, the very top stone had a unique magnetic profile. I was able to find a sensor array for my phone, and you put it to the stone, and it just binged right up very pronounced i looked around i've done some research trying to find what stones are magnetic which ones aren't and particularly in this part portion of america there's not a lot you're not going to find a lodestone or anything like that now you were mentioning to me that this is very common with sasquatch sightings in an area that you will find these cairns which old Irish word, by the way, Irish Scottish, kind of cool, that there will be some kind of magnetic profile to them. Yeah, that's actually a normal thing when it comes to the Sasquatch Bigfoot world. And I know so many people are against the Bigfoot word, but unfortunately, Bigfoot slash Sasquatch and Bigfoot even more so is one of the main ways that you can even you know what we're talking about. It's the most identified name for that particular cryptic. So uh, the the magnetic feature, not that I know what it's about or if there's a certain way they can read it, which I'm sure there is. It has to be something to do with them themselves that they know that these rocks that they're picking up, these big stones that they're picking up, are actually magnetic. And as he tested them, I took a picture of all the tests and they will be up on our website. I'll be working on that uh, shortly. Um, I'm actually going to put a link to the website in the uh, little input message section here. Hopefully, you guys will enjoy it. Um, but uh, that is definitely something that normally happens. Uh -oh. <laughs> what was that? So I, I see it said on it said auto audio effects, so I, I figured I would try to see what it was. Uh, uh I thought it was gonna go oh, but no, it was just like clearly it was, not. It was, it was 
All right, we have a winner. Yeah. <laughs> um, but that is a part of their culture. Not nobody really knows why they do it. Some people believe it's a grave marker. Some people believe it's a sacred site marker that that particular area is very sacred to them. And that's lets them know and everybody else know you need to back away. And sometimes when you go in there, some people will go in and they'll grab a stone from there, especially if it's one of the smaller stones. Because what they like to do is build up. They'll stack them on top of each other. And a lot of cultures not – or, or human-wise, are actually known to do the same exact thing. Oh, yeah. So they'll go, they, we'll stack it up, stack it up, stack it up. And that sometimes it was, uh, I, I'm probably wrong. I believe it was the Samoan culture. Um, every time a new chief would take place, they would climb up either a mountain, a cliff, or whatever, wherever their actual site was, and then they would add a stone for them. And then it would continue and continue and continue throughout the years. Um, now, is that maybe something that the Bigfoot do? It could be. It very well could be. Um, though you never know. It could be something else completely different than what we, you know, that we know. It could be just a, a marker for them to say, all right, yeah, this is definitely familiar territory. The only thing that I don't believe that is a marker is because it's magnetic. Um, and just about every single one of them that I've seen has the same magnetic qualities over uh, that has the same magnetic qualities throughout. So nothing changes with that. Um, so it's odd, you know, you can't, you can never tell. I know a lot of, uh, researchers quote unquote uh like to say that it's you know one of those two there's some people that think it's just the you know rubble natural yeah. thing i can tell you right now i've spent a lot of time in nature probably more than your average person and i never stone seen does not yeah like i've never seen stone wash up pile like that I've always seen stone. I've seen stones pop like that, either by human or by something else, but never naturally happen like that. Now we're gonna have to look at it. I would like because, <clears throat> and I did do a bit of a control here. I made sure it was not your phone that was interfering with me. The sensor is omnidirectional. Right. And if you notice, it was that blue graph, which is the, either facing front or back. Anything else, it would have shown up on the right or the green lines. And it was straight, only that. That was the only magnetic source around it. Okay. So double check that. And it was very, very steady. Found that interesting. There were no fluctuations. So definitely natural product, and it's not in any way related to electricity. No static charge or anything like that. So it's definitely that rock. Hmm? Ah. Uh, it's just me. I just linked up. That is our website. We're going to be updating it. I'm going to be doing a lot of updates to it throughout today. Uh, I'm going to add a bunch of pictures and some video footage that we took while we were there. 
um, you could see just at night how dark it got. I mean, it got dark. You weren't if you didn't have a fire going, you weren't seeing all that far. Let me tell you. At all. Yeah, it, it was certainly uh, something else. But um, yeah. What a, what other stuff did you have? <clears throat> now I was looking at several things. Um, you're right. Cultures across the world do use cairns, particularly the older ones, as different markers. Grave sites, religious um, trail markers is very common. Property markers was used in uh, Scotland and Ireland a lot. As a farmer was clearing his field, or just going through he would set cairns at the corner of his property also other cultures would use it to mark where they've seen predators right but you also gotta you gotta look at also the, the thing too like say they're marketing where they've seen predators say humans now they have other ways that pretty much is uh, almost proven not 100%, but almost proven. Other stuff that they do, like break a tree. The point of the tree, where it's broken, where it's pointing at, that's your safe side. Now, if you decide to go on the other side, that's not your safe side. That's saying, hey, listen, this is where you're allowed to go. I'm letting you go over here. That's cool. I know this is where you're at. And... This is where you're not allowed to go. Um, so, so it's like a stay in your own lane one kind of. Yeah. Huh. And also, anybody listening to this later on, understand that there are people out there that like to think Sasquatch is just a big, hairy, monkey, teddy bear of the woods. Uh, no. You start looking into this stuff, you will see some honest to god horror stories worse than anything hollywood could ever write entire parties of students who were armed shredded out in russia i've heard tale of men being folded in half yeah actually that that tale of the gentleman folded in half uh i listened to sasquatch chronicles i also just uh suggest that y'all do the same um, Sasquatch Chronicles is a great podcast to listen to um, with Wes Grimmer. Uh, Wes is a genius when it comes to it. The way that he interviews people is definitely a way that a lot of podcasters should be doing. Um, so I recommend checking out Sasquatch Chronicles, but this is the story I heard from Sasquatch Chronicles. I'm just going to give you a fast, brief TLDR. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, part of it. So basically what happened is, is that a friend and his buddy would go to a particular place. And I, I believe this, if I remember right, I could be wrong. Uh, out in New York. Now they would go out to New York and they would go to this spot where they would just practice shooting. Get ready for the hunting season. So as they're practicing shooting, um, you know, they just set up target. What they would do is set up where their the weapons are and the ammo, lay mats down, and then go over roughly about, I don't know, I guess 30 yards or whatnot, and set up targets. 
Well, one day the one friend called up on the house. Hey, man, you, you know, what are you up to today? I want to go figure go out and shoot the targets. So he said, yeah, I just got an errand to run. Uh, I'll meet you over there. So guys, all right, man, I'll, I'll, I'll see you later. So he goes out, um, meets, a, meets his, uh, isn't, goes out, starts setting everything up before his friend can meet him over there. So he starts setting everything up. He lays down everything, puts the weapons down, lays out the targets, and then goes back and he figured, well, his friend's not here yet, so he's going to get some practice shots in, right, before he, his friend gets there. Well, he lays down and all of a sudden he's what they're presuming this is what happened. This is that he's seen a Sasquatch walk up and over because of the tracks that they, they seen uh, walked up and over and then on the other side of where their targets is. And of course it caught his friend's eye. So he goes to shoot. Well, he shoots and apparently this thing falls, right? Falls straight down to the ground. So he's curious, what did I just see? What did I call, you know, what did I kill? Well, as he's curious for all that to happen, he decides he's gonna go and check it out. He's not gonna wait for his friend to come, so he has backup. He's gonna go check it out himself. He goes up the hill, checks it out, and he wasn't dead. He was sitting there waiting for him. They found his friend comes, sees his, he's, sees his buddy Chuck already there. So he passes by the truck, didn't really think anything of it. Both doors were shut. Goes looking for his friend. Looks around, sees the targets are set up. Sees everything's ready to go. Doesn't see his friend. Calls out his friend for about five, ten minutes doesn't hear from him. So then he sees these tracks going to the back side of where, right by where the targets are. He decides he's going to go check it out. He looks around, sees these targets that are definitely way bigger than the average. I mean, targets, geez. Footprints that are way bigger than the average footprints and decides he's going to uh, see where they lead to. So he follows them, sees that they go up the bank and right where uh, everything happened. He's seen some blood. So then he gets worried. He's like, oh man, blood, what, you know, what happened? So he starts looking around. He goes back to his friend's truck just to check the truck out, see if there's any, I guess, weapons or anything in there. And he finds his friend folded in half, folded in half. Um, scary. That something could fold a human in half. And I'm not saying that, you know, from how we were actually our bodies are physically able to fold like when you're sitting on the ground doing the stretches no this guy was folded backwards so that's not how <clears throat> our bodies normally go and was found he patent he of course panicked ran into his car he knew he needed to find some kind of help took off found a cop Pulled over to the cop, explained to the cop in the panic that was that something was on, that something happened to his friend. Cop wasn't sure what it, what it could be. Called it in, told everybody to meet him over to where their target area is, their lot is.
meet him there and the cops couldn't believe what they see. They knew for a fact that there's no possible way his friend was be, would be able to bend him in half. So it was definitely not his friend. They looked at the tracks, knew what it really was, but called his wife up, let him know the what that he passed away and said it was a bear. And that's probably about, I'm going to say, 98% of the time what, you know, people will say when they first see it to tell, tell themselves, oh, that's a bear because it's huge. Bears are pretty big, depending on where you're at. So, you know, going back and forth and let me see if I could share. Oh, there is a share button. Ah. <laughs> um. So ends up telling his wife, you know, that he's passed away. But the, the thing is that that's what a lot of people. Are you serious? You're going to go eat one of the loudest things right now. We're doing a podcast. Maybe. You think that mic, which is an expensive mic, ain't going to pick up that noise? That picks it up, dude. You don't let me have any fun. Doing a podcast. He decides he's going to eat popcorn out of a nose, like a noisy ass bag. And eating popcorn is nosy anyway. This guy. Well, that's what a lot of people say. A lot of people will say that this is, you know, uh, this is a bear. That's what not just what people will say, but that's what the cops will tell you. That's what the government workers will tell you. That's what the forest workers will tell you. Sometimes if they know that there's really not any bears in that area or they think that People are going to go out hunting it. Then they'll say it was a wolf. Oh, a pack of wolves are coming from across this way, the other state, you know, and make it up. So you got to be careful. You got to think on your toes. Um, these are not uh, cuddly creatures, like, at all. Yeah. Like dealing with any wild animal. Don't spook. Also, don't try to spook the creature you're looking at. Just back away easy. Get somewhere safe. Get photo evidence. We would love to see some. Oh, yeah. Photo, video evidence if you can. Video evidence is probably the hardest thing to get. I mean, photo evidence is as well. Um but it's, it's crazy because it seems like almost every time somebody takes a picture and and I could understand that because the everybody's always like, oh, why the hell is the camera moving? You can't see. They're doing it on purpose. Let me tell you something. You see one of these things up close and personal, you'll be extremely lucky if you're able to hold your arm still. And you're not shaking like a damn leaf. And you would be crazy if you weren't shaking like a leaf because these aren't, again, super friendly animals. Not all of them. And I'm not saying all of them are – hateful people eating monsters because that's not it either there's some i've heard some stories where a female uh bigfoot would save a grown man guy was in a swamp couldn't get out he was stuck he thought that was it man this is where i this is where i die and and i guess it hurt him you know being frustrated and then he probably was like oh come on man i get gotta 
you know how sometimes we're at that point, you just have to talk loudly and, you know, picked him up like a baby, put him over its shoulder. And he knew it was, he said it was a female. He could tell the difference. So picked him up, put him over his shoulder, got to where they needed to go, put him down and it just walked on its way. Could have easily just ripped that man in half if you wanted to. I'm suggesting that these are very similar to humans that just like us, we're all different. We're all not nice. We're all not kind, unfortunately. Some some people are grumpy, such as myself, and some people aren't. And some people are just downright hateful. So you, you got the good, you got the bad, you got the evil. And that's exactly how I believe and what I believe when it comes to the Sasquatch. I also believe, of course, that they're blood. They're blood and bone. I don't think there are some kind of some people, you know, think it's a paranormal thing. I don't think so. I don't think it's any kind of ghost or well, not other people believe they're aliens. That's possible. Without a doubt, that could be possible. Um, you, you, always, you hear a lot of stories where, you know, some people see uh, UFOs and then see Bigfoot or see Bigfoot and then UFOs. So there's a lot of times where they go hand in hand. I've heard a story where this old lady took care of young Sasquatch and were friends with the older ones. The, the, the alpha male would come in the house, stop by, pick up the children. I don't mean like you'd be like, hey, all right, how's it going? He would stop by grab the children. She would go outside, talk, actually talk to the alpha male and be on its way. And the one time she was telling the gentleman that was asking her questions uh, about this. And she told him that the star people um, and anybody that's any familiar with any kind of cryptics or aliens or whatnot, star people is another name that Native Americans and the First Nations people use to describe aliens. So, you know, seeing the star people when they hit us, when Sasquatch hits a certain age, takes them and then I guess brings them back later. That unfortunately they never shared that part of the information. Um, but, you know, that's they're definitely not the same. Um, I, I believe they're just like us and I believe they're flesh and blood. I don't I don't think at all that it's anything, you know, do with ghostly. So this is not the first time you've mentioned uh, wanting to discuss the gin. Yeah. Um, anybody that listens to this podcast, uh, please, please, please. Um, if you have any stories about the gin, if you were overseas, uh, if you're in the military overseas and you've had, you know, some kind of encounter, please share. Um, or if you live, you know, overseas where these gin are, because um, I've heard of some of them, something like gin or, or the gin being here in the U.S. as well. I just never really heard uh a lot of it. It's very, it's like few and far in between. So it's definitely something that I'm interested in checking out um, and getting and learning more about.
so you were pulling up uh, some videos and pictures earlier today. Um, what did you think about them? And for right. our for our listeners, just describe uh, what kind of video you're watching. Well, like I, I do try to put a balance in it between you know skepticism and belief. You know, kind of try to find that nice middle road. The few that I looked at, there was one in Russia where it had what looked like either a white Bigfoot or a Yeti. I showed you that one. I found that very interesting because uh, it's very high snow and that creature was just plowing through. And if anybody's ever had to walk through waist high snow, it's not easy. No, no. Very easy to trip it'll slow you down a great deal and there was a young man just driving through the backwoods of Russia he had one of those uh, what's the word for him the camp, dash camps yep. and he's just driving along you can hear him jamming out to some really bad techno Russian music and just you see it go right through and I don't have to speak Russian to know when I hear the sound what the was that <laughs> And it was very brief, but it was very interesting because, one, it had to be big. It had to be very powerful to be moving like that. And in that weather, I, I wouldn't be trying to wear a monkey suit. I really wouldn't. It wouldn't be warm enough. Plus, that's, that's the thing, too. <laughs> and like, the way it moved was quite interesting. Even even the footage that we, we reviewed uh, before with the skunk ape in Florida – to who in the world? Number one, I don't know about how many of you have been to Florida, live in Florida, but this looked like it was Florida during the summertime. And, and let me, for the average person, Florida even during the fall and winter time ain't all that cold, okay? But the summertime, you go in the middle of the swamp where there's normally gators, and gators ain't afraid of much. Okay. And you're going to wear a Bigfoot suit because it wasn't a monkey suit. We'll, we'll toss that right on out. It would have to be a Sasquatch suit. But then you have to break it down to who in the world is just going to be hanging out in the middle of a swamp wearing a Sasquatch suit to top it off ripping bark off a damn tree. And then reaching in, and you could tell it was eating. Who would do that? Obviously, nobody with the right mind. Doesn't make sense. At all. So, to me, when people say stuff like that, like, that's just, you know, like, with your footage, who, who's going to be in the middle of the damn snow with a suit on? And running around like that nobody to me uh, that, that's just insane and <clears throat> i spent 12 or 13 years down in florida and that was just the st pete area and it gets very very warm 100 degrees is not unheard of at all and we start going down into those everglades he spent like when did you move there 
I'm lucky I know when I had breakfast. Probably eight years. Closer to eight years. Eight years? I thought it was longer than that. But hey, who knows? <clears throat> the heat and the humidity down there is staggering. No, I think he's it's, actually right. It was 12 years. Yeah, definitely 12 years. Because you just, you just moved up here when? Three years ago? Four years ago? That wasn't three years ago. I was here. So I'd be four, maybe five. So four or five years ago. Yeah, so. Probably 10 to 12, I'd say. And especially when one of the things that I look at personally is whatever they're showing in the video is what is it doing? Is it standing around looking at the camera? Mm, I can believe it. Is a creature breaking out bark and trying to get to the termites inside the tree? That's not something your average human thinks about. Ooh, lichen. Doesn't happen that way. Well, uh, I mean, minus that, you can't say it's a human that not by itself, like it, like a human not wearing a outfit. No, I meant in the matter of how possible is it that this was faked. Well, that's what I'm saying. You're you're saying about eating. Yeah. Now you have to think about that because it looked like it was eating to me. Yes. Now, if somebody's in a costume, normally you don't have a mouthpiece on that costume big enough for you to put some food in there. That's just the way it is. And if you do, it'll give it up that it's a costume. You could tell the muscle density on this bad boy that for sure it was definitely not a costume. There was a definitely impressive display of physical strength what would easily be attributed to beyond your average human. No. <laughs> you know your dogs are nuts, right, bro? Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, no, it's definitely way bigger than your average human. So then you go back to the, you know, video in Russia that you've seen and running off of a snowbank into another one. They're actually seeing uh, footage that they, I believe I showed you, the footage of the kids that were chasing Sasquatch. They they were following footprints. They were tracking the footprints of it. Oh, and, the one and the guy was trying to find his bow afterwards, that one? No. It was just, it was just, there was just three kids. They were, they were, I believe it was over in Russia. They were videotaping they found these tracks and they wanted videotape so they're videotaping the whole thing they're following the tracks and all of a sudden they follow the tracks and they stop and they continue to follow the tracks with their eyes as they're following the tracks with their eyes they all of a sudden see that holy crap there's something pretty big out there like where the tracks end and you look up and you can see this big animal um peeking from i believe is behind a tree and it moved and stepped up because it realized that, that it seen them and they seen him. So no reason to hide behind a tree anymore. These are little kids and they booked it. And you see him running for life all the way back to the house so, and cursing, cursing. Something apparently these particular kids, because of this, the area that they were, you know, lived in, everybody there is raised for respect and, you know, not to curse and, very uh i believe it was 
a Catholic background. So, you know, getting raised that way, and then all of a sudden you're cursing and you're scared for your life. Might have been one of the Orthodox areas. Very common in Russia. So it's uh, definitely, you know, um, I don't believe people are hanging out in costumes. It, that's the dumbest thing ever. Though people with the Patterson Gimlin film, um, they, how they caught Patty live on video. People, oh, it's a costume, it's a costume. Even that footage, man, I, I, I would never sit there and say it was a costume. He would have had to been, again, and this is going to be brought up in a couple minutes after with somebody else that caught some footage, but uh, there's no no way that they, they set somebody up having it. You could tell a very real experience um, for the both of them. Uh, seeing Patty, it definitely the way that people act. You, if you read people the right way, and I just happen to believe their word. I take their word for it. You know, regardless of you, you're going to have somebody come out. And if the government wants to say, hey, no, no, that's it. Or if they want to send somebody to cause disbelief, you better bet your ass. Excuse my language. You can bet your backside that without a doubt, they're going to send somebody there. And they're going to say, hey, you guys need to either quiet this down. You got to put a stop to it. I want you to come out and say you made the costume for him. And I want you to come out and you say you were in the costume. They'll do that. They'll hire somebody. Sometimes they'll even hire somebody that they know. And they'll just either blackmail the person or they'll offer them money. And the person's going to sell them out. That's unfortunately the way it is, but you know they're trying to hide from the hide the truth from us. I believe that 100% as well. I've there's so 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 many stories about people that seen these things and have either video footage, pictures, or that their encounter was so intense, and they've told people and people. People know that this person will never lie. He don't make stuff up. This has got to be real. And the way he's acting, you could, you could tell. So they want to shut that down immediately. They don't want this to get out for whatever reason. Maybe they don't think people are ready for it, uh, for the truth. You know, not ready to have their eyes open that monsters might exist. The government hide information? Say it isn't so. Never. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank you. You're an ass. <laughs> and it, one of the interesting things is because I've been doing a lot of research on cryptics and the history of cryptozoology. And a lot of creatures that we know today, just common knowledge, were straight up mythology. There was renowned people of science who went, <clears throat> um, oh God, I'd have to look them up. But when they were going to South America, you know, first explorers coming here, they brought horses with them, conquistadors. One of the gentlemen with them was like, hey, aren't you guys freaked out about these, you know, great big old animals we've got with us? And apparently they weren't surprised because there was a smaller version that 
lived in the forests. There was a jungle horse. Come to find out, there was. <clears throat> and this scientist's belief in it got him mocked horribly and nearly run out of the scientific community. Uh, Komodo dragons weren't believed to be real. You know? Oh, for the longest time. I mean, you know, a nine-foot lion, long dragon that drools poison and, you know, is no sword can cut its skin. Well, guess what? That exists. So a sword can cut its skin. Mm. Yeah, it can. It's tough, but it'd be a good dang blade. How's it going, Lakers? Thank you for listening. Yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy because uh, even if you go back not too long ago, the Mount Ape, the Mount Ape was believed to be fake. Hmm. And and finally, they decided they're going to, you know, take a their a crew is going to get together. They're going to tra- take a trip out the mountain and then they're going to check out for themselves because everybody around them, you know, uh, was saying, no, this is real. You know, this is this is a real thing. We we've seen it. And then all of a sudden, gone. That's it. But they took a bunch of explorers out there. They found an area where there was actually not just one of them, but there was a lot of them. And that was it. They're they're, they right there. Oh wow, these are real. So they got you know uh, photo proof. They had you know legit scientists there to confirm it. They were real. Uh, I, I believe they tagged, I don't know if they tagged one or I, I think they actually took one, which is of course, you know, that's, that's just the way they're going to be, but it is what it is. Yeah. And I mean, there's <clears throat> another perfect example was mountain gorillas. So everybody's favorite at a zoo, great big old silverback. Those were encrypted for a long time. Giant squid. That's that one's definitely more recent. Oh well, the giant squid. There's been tales throughout the years. History. I mean, the from the, yeah, the history, the kraken, yeah, the Vikings, the you know, regular pirates. They would all tell you about the giant squid. Uh, the history of the ancient Japanese water dragons, the ones that you know had no arms or legs like European dragons, and they just were very snake-like. They found out they're real. It's called an oarfish, and, and they do have the mustache and everything. They're actually quite interesting. I'll have to show you. And there's, there's still, if you think about, it, there's still a lot of others where, like, today we're we're still finding them throughout, not just the the oceans, which we have barely even began to, you know, uh, check out, but the whole world. You know, the forest, there's stuff that there's a lot of the forest. I, I could say right here in the U.S. that people have not been to, at least not a lot of people. And I know that there's parts of the forest that have not been discovered. So, you know, there's there's always something. I mean, here you go. A giant oarfish caught off Sweden. Deep sea creatures, sea animal. The thing's huge. It looks like it's about 12 feet long. And maybe a foot and a half wide. That's not a small little creature. I'll tell you that right now. They can get up to 26 foot in length. That's insane. <laughs> so I'm sure they can get pretty <clears throat> wide as well. 
26 feet, probably good two, two and a half feet wide. So the whole point of this, this, this ongoing discussion, <laughs> discussion is that you never know what's real and what's not. A lot of people seen it. If you think about Sasquatch, Native Americans and First Nations people, they've seen it. They've dealt with them through throughout years, hundreds, thousands of years, had experiences with them. Some fight. Some just want to completely ignore it, want nothing to do with it. And others, well, other people befriend it, gift it. The Vikings, the forest giants, gods to them, guardians of the forest. They would sacrifice to it. They would gift it, you know, fruit, food, mead, whatever. And they, they knew about them. Eric came over here and he was the actual first one to discover uh, the United States, um, America, not the other Jack, Wad. Columbus. <laughs> yeah, I know his name. I just like Jack Wad. Uh, and he had his own experience, not with just the, the you know, First Nations people, but the um, Sasquatch as well. And, he, you know, there's stories about it. So if you have people over history, repeatedly, 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 Describing the same exact thing. And it's not just here in the U.S. Go to Canada. Go to Mexico. Go to China. Go to Japan. Russia, go to Russia. Are you telling me that all these people that describe pretty much the same thing with minor differences are making it up? I don't think so. That's that's not even rational. All of these stories have to come from somewhere or something. It's just unfeasible to think that cultures that never interacted have the same legend about the same type of creature in the same types of terrain most of the time. And to think that it's just make-believe, there's got to be some kind of truth to it somewhere, somehow. You know what I mean? Just it to say it's all fake just strains credulity too much. Whew. So, what do you think of this new podcast platform? I actually like it because there's. Uh, I'm just trying to figure out because I'm sure after we go live, it's just going to keep it. So it's episode five. Uh, Your national forest, which we we haven't even talked about yet. Uh, and we're 47 minutes in. We're just talking about a bunch of past experience, especially since this is a new platform and we're live. Um, actually, since we're live, uh, I want to get off the sub subject real quick of cryptics. And I just want to talk about what is going on in the world today. Um, what happened to George Floyd was ferocious. 
and shocking. And when I say shocking, it's shocking because it was a the footage showed other cops there doing nothing. Now, there's many, many ways for you to restrain somebody. I I know this is from doing security for a long time. Uh, I work security as well. We both studied martial arts. We know how to restrain another human being. Even a gentleman who was as big as Mr. Floyd, because he wasn't a small guy. No, no, no. He wasn't a small guy. But the thing is, we'll say you temporarily you have to put your knee on the neck. There's many other ways to handle handle it. But say temporary because he, he had his, his knee on uh, his neck. You could do that and then hurry up, get the hands behind the back. He already had full control. He could go from the neck to the back to where you where you need to be. You put your you put your pressure, your your just your elbow, your your forearm pressure on somebody's back in the right spot. They're not moving. If you put enough pressure on it, they're not getting up at all. They they barely going to be able to do anything except to move their head. Okay, and 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 flounder around like a freaking fish. That is not what happened. That. That was a cold blood trying to hurt somebody. Uh, well, yeah, no, he wasn't trying to hurt somebody. You don't hurt somebody like that. You can do many things. That particular move with the knee on the neck, you're either going to choke somebody out or you're going to break their neck. You put enough pressure on it, you're breaking their neck. All right. Yeah. So if you break their neck, you're you're either going to kill them or you're going to paralyze them. And that officer killed him. It was a cold blood, uh, disgusting display. That and what pisses me off uh, the most out of that whole thing is that there was other people there, and I, I'm thankful the per, for the person that actually recorded what happened. Very thankful, but I'm pissed off that the other cops that were there didn't step up. And do the right thing. Now, I heard a story that there was one cop that walked by to see if he needed help to rearrange himself and handcuff the uh, handcuff uh, George Floyd. He said, "No, I got this." If I was that cop, I would have put him in a bare naked choke. And got him off of Mr. Floyd. That would have been the right thing to do. I understand sometimes doing the right thing isn't particularly easy. Maybe you don't want your peers to judge you. But now you got the world judging you for your actions. I believe the other idiots that watched are cowards. And they deserve to get the same amount of time. As the officer, I'm going to say the officer. I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to. I just don't want to even acknowledge him. Uh, should get the same exact penalty, and I believe it should be the max penalty. I believe it should be first degree murder all, all the way around, guilty by association. I know when I was in elementary school, that's what we were taught. 
I want to say in fourth grade, we got taught guilty by association. That's like right when the D.A.R.E. programs were super new. So we had D.A.R.E. and we had sex ed. And they would say, depending on what's going on, say like drugs. You have somebody doing drugs right next to you in a car. You get pulled over by a cop. Doesn't matter if you're doing the drugs or not or if you have any on you. You're guilty by association. You're getting in trouble. And that's exactly what should happen to those other police officers. Now, from that video, I, I couldn't watch the video. It was getting me way too pissed off. Couldn't finish watching it. Um, and I know people are like, well, he was a criminal. Well, it doesn't matter. It does not matter. What matters is that the officer had every chance to put him under control and handcuff him and didn't. Some people are trying to say it was a setup. I don't know. I just know what I've seen. And what I've seen was disgusting. Even if someone has earned a death sentence, which should be judged by jury of their peers, not some asshole with an extra grind. So regardless of what you try to say, the whole thing was wrong. It doesn't matter. You're not justifying by saying, oh, well, he held a gun to a pregnant woman. Is that a disgusting act? You're damn right. But at the same time, that's not even what he got stopped for. That was years prior to that. So it had nothing to do with that situation. You handle every situation as it comes. So what happened, it was disgusting and horrible. And I, I try to keep everything pretty lighthearted on here. I don't like to talk uh, politics much. Uh, but the rioting and looting, that's not the answer. You say you want peace, you know, no peace, no justice. No peace, no justice. No peace, no justice. Okay. So you riot and loot your own neighborhood? You destroy people that have been busting their backside their entire life to get something? You demand to dismantle the police force. What you should demand is that Saying instead of people saying there's a couple bad apples, you should demand a way of making sure there's no bad apples in the police force. They are a civil service. That means they serve us. That means they're there for us. They're there for our well-being. They're there to help us out. That's what they're there for. And there's way more good than there is bad, without a question about it. I have a lot of friends that are in law enforcement. I have family that's in law enforcement. And they put their lives on the line every single day. And the thing that pisses me off is that people are trying to target law enforcement officers, police officers that have nothing to do with this scenario. 
Nothing at all to do with it. Last time that this happened, four years ago, during the electric, the ele election, uh, the election period. Sorry. Um, so I'm just a little worked up. The same stuff happened, and then there was riots, there was looting, and then they started targeting police officers. Had nothing to do with it. Walk up to a cop that was at a stoplight, not pulling anybody over, shoot him in the head. Now, I stand on what I believe is right. And if justice is served, that's what needs to happen. Now, that's not the only answer to this problem. The answer to this problem is to try to find a way to make sure that there are no bad apples, that there's no 5-10 strike program for police officers that are doing bad. They're not good cops that are giving good cops a bad name. But taking them out is not proving anything at all. Hey, everybody. It's Adam again. Uh, we're closing up on the one-hour mark. I do think we need to take a couple-minute break and come back. If I know you guys can't see him, but red is getting red-er. You're looking like a candle here, bro. Relax. I understand it is very upsetting. It is for me, too. You know I lost a stepbrother in the line of duty. So... Until next time, everyone, we wish you nothing but the best. If you have any questions for us, please send us a message. I love homework. Let me know. All right. This is Monster Investigators of America signing off. I like that one. <laughs> Okay, now we're signing off. Wow, make me look stupid. I'd end a little a little lighter. We'll be back a little bit later on today.